First game of the preseason is going on as we speak, and there are plenty of training camp tidbits to discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's bonus episode of Lockdown Wild, we discuss some news and notes from training camp so far with the first preseason game of the preseason schedule underway today. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer. With well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams, guiding you through the preseason here on Lockdown Wild. And as mentioned, last week we had training camp begin for the Wild. And so some interesting things with player groupings to discuss, as well as some other news and notes team related. Sounds like we have uh, a more firm timetable as to when we can expect Jordan Greenway and John Merrill to make their season debuts. And so a lot to discuss here on today's episode. Now, let's dive in first and foremost to those uh, injury notes that uh, were revealed uh, by General Manager Bill Guerin before the uh, preseason schedule started. Uh, Bill Guerin expects that both Jordan Greenway and Tyson Jost will make their season debuts sometime between five and ten games into the schedule. Uh, Obviously, uh, with the team and uh, getting some work in during the uh, the training camp portion of the uh, the preseason, but not skating in a game as of yet. And so it sounds like it's more of a short-term injury, uh, at least left on the recovery time, for both guys, which is good news, to say the least. So the question becomes, how are those spots filled in the meantime if you are at max missing the first 10 games of the season? Now, it's a little easier on the defensive side of the puck to look at that because I think we're pretty set with how the the six defensemen is going to look to start the season. Now, we'll talk a little bit about the defense because we're getting some new looks uh, for both of the top lines, which uh, I personally am in favor of. of. We talked about last week uh, a little bit about it with Kevin Gord, but we'll elaborate on that uh, a little bit later here today. But uh, just looking at the training camp groupings for... The uh, the Wilds, and they broke the roster up into three groups, A, B, and C. Obviously, in Group A, you had Jonas Brodeen and Jared Spurgeon. Uh, group B, you had Jake Middleton and Matt Dumba. And then in Group C, it was John Merrill, Alex Goligoski, and Kalen Addison. I think it's pretty clear that the third pairing, until John Merrill is ready to return, is going to be... Uh, Kalen Addison and 
Alex Goligoski. I, I think that's pretty set in stone, assuming that Addison makes the roster, although had a power play goal today, which I think will certainly help his chances of making the roster. But you've got those top four are set in stone, depending on where players are at, uh, depending on their line combinations. And so you really only need to look at that third line pairing and Alex Goligoski being kind of the rotational seventh defenseman makes all the sense in the world that he would take that spot until John Merrill is ready to return. Now, what do you do about that seventh defenseman for the uh, first 10 or so games of the season? Well, there are certainly a couple of options uh, that they could elect to go with to uh, try to do a couple of different things. One of which is uh, extremely, extremely intriguing. I don't know if this is a route that they will uh, will look or not, but Andre Schuster, six foot seven, two hundred and seventeen pounds, and for a team that was looking to add a little beef, which is why they have switched up the top two combos a little bit. Uh, and are trying that in the preseason. If you're looking for a little more beef, 6-7-2-17 is not a uh, bad route to go. And so maybe it ends up being Schuster that's that seventh defenseman until John Merrill is ready to return. And then you make uh, a determination from there. But let's talk about those defensive line pairings. Uh, we saw it in today's game, which uh, Matt Dumba and Jake Middleton being paired up as the uh, starting D pairing uh, for the Wild here today. We talked about this with Kevin Gorg, wanting to add maybe an option to the rotation depending on the opponent uh, to do a couple of different things. You know, if you've got Spurgeon and Brodeen on the ice, you've got two players that are a little more capable um, in terms of pursuit with speedier opponents. And then you have the the wrecking ball combo of Middleton and Dumba when you are matched up against a more physical team. Point of all of this before we even discuss like the matchups and, and how those fit together, I just like the fact that after what happened to this team last year and seemingly getting too stubborn in the postseason against St. Louis to make changes... I like the fact that we're seeing Dean Evason and Bill Guerin try some different things just to try to give them some looks they can potentially go to at points throughout the season. You know, that is a change from what the Wild have done over the last couple of seasons. And it's something as well, considering the combo of Middleton and Spurgeon appeared to have some good success at points uh, throughout the season last year. So, we are seeing some more cards in the deck. And if it's something the Wild end up using once or twice, if it's something they use almost every game, depending on who they're playing, there are ways to be a little more prepared to, uh, to handle adversity. Um, and that's by trying different things here in the postseason or in the preseason. So Middleton and Dumba, definitely a more physical pairing uh, of defensemen, and that pairing would especially go well 
with the uh, the grief line when they're at full strength. That could be a problematic starting five for uh, whoever the Wild are going up against that would require a little more um, from the skill set perspective. And then you flip it, and maybe some nights you want to go with the Kaprizov line and Brodeen and Spurgeon to go with uh, a little bit more in the uh, the speed category. Both of those options are on the table, and I like that the Wild are trying different things uh, to uh, to give them a little more versatility. So on the John Merrill side of things, seems pretty clear cut that uh, his spot will be filled by Goligoski, um, and someone will end up being the seventh defenseman until Merrill is ready to return, and then it probably goes to Merrill being the starter, Goligoski being the uh, the super seventh defenseman to uh, to fill in as needed. As for the grief line, there are a couple of different things that uh, could end up coming into play here uh, in this one. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at potential based off of what happened in today's game, potential for the Wilds to fill Jordan Greenway's spot in the lineup, and that is coming up. After this, here on Locked on Wild. Our next partner is a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because it was just too much time in the morning being on the go, trying to organize all the different vitamins and supplements to get the day started right. All it takes is one delicious scoop of AG1, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, everything you could possibly want. Plus, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. And it is tried and true. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure to check out the Lockdown NHL podcast as we continue to cruise towards the start of the regular season. Looking at some more training camp tidbits, news and notes with today's preseason game currently underway, uh, it'll I'm sure be finished by the time we uh, finish recording, but uh, the Wild and Avalanche we're tied up at 2-2 at last check. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov and Kalen Addison getting the scoring going for the Wild, and then the Avs get a couple off of Jesper Wallstead to tie it up. So uh, if we have any more updates on that uh, throughout the rest of the recording today, we will uh, keep you up to date on that as well. 
Uh, looking at uh, the Jordan Greenway side of the equation for uh, how to fill his spot in the lineup uh, until he is ready to return. I find it interesting that the Wilds did a couple of different things in terms of groupings for the postseason. And so looking at uh, how things lined up, you obviously had Zuccarello, Hartman, and Kaprizov with uh, a majority of the prospects because that line, tried and true, that's what they're going to go with uh, for pretty much the entirety of the season. Uh, And so really nothing to mess with uh, in regards to that group. In Group B, you had Jewel Erickson Eck, Marcus Foligno, Jordan Greenway, as well as uh, several other prospects. But the interesting one that was thrown in with that group for practice, Tyson Jost. And so all this thought of having uh, Tyson Jost be on the line with Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi. Now, again, it's training camp. It's practice. So this could end up all completely not coming to fruition. Uh, just It's speculation at this point, but it's fun to try to plug in the pieces as we, uh, as we go. Uh, so Jost with Erickson Eck, Felino, and Greenway as a potential to fill that spot to start the season. If you look at Group C, it gets even more interesting. You've got Matt Boldy. Sam Steele, Brandon Duhame, Marco Rossi, Connor Dewar, and Freddie Goudreau. So you'd assume Boldy, Rossi, Goudreau, right? Not so fast. Michael Russo, uh, in talking with Dean Evison, getting uh, some interesting comments from Dean that suggest that Sam Steele has been the one that has been centering Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau and that Rossi has been centering Duhame and Dewar. Just to, again, give another look. And from what Dean said, uh, likes what they have seen with that Steele, Boldy, and Goudreau combo. And this, I'm sure, is being done as a way to, uh, to protect Rossi a little bit to where he's not being thrown into the fire uh, immediately off the, uh, the start of the season. However, as Evison also noted in that athletic piece by Michael Russo, both of those centers are going to get opportunities on both of those lines. And so again, we come back to what I think was one of the biggest issues with this team in that postseason series against the Blues was rigidity, line rigidity and Dean Evison using the preseason to try to find some things that work that you may be able to go to at some point later down the line. Maybe don't necessarily need it now, but you never know. You could have down the stretch, you could have into the season a month or two, the offense just starts to struggle. And you go back to one of those lineups that you tried in the post in the preseason, and it clicks. You never know unless you try. So, uh, some interesting things being done with the uh, the lineup there. But I I would lead that to believe, uh, based off of those groupings of practices, that 
you may see Tyson Jost being the one that uh, that fills in, depending on um, when Jordan Greenway is ready to return. Now, the line combos uh, that were used for today's preseason game, we saw Kirill Kaprizov, Freddie Goudreau, and Ryan Hartman uh, being uh, the line combo offensively that uh, started out the game. So a lot of moving parts, and uh, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how things all fit together. Uh, this also includes when the uh, the line combos were announced uh, for this game. You had Kaprizov, Hartman, and Goudreau. You had Adam Beckman, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Marcus Foligno. So Adam Beckman getting a look as well to potentially fill in on that line. If he ends up uh, making the team out of camp, I think that is a, uh, a very, very good problem uh, for the, um, the Wild to have. It all, depends. it all depends on how everybody does here the, uh, the rest of the preseason. When we finish up today's episode of Locked on Wilds, we'll take a look at some of the things that happened in today's preseason game. Good and maybe bad, but uh, we'll wrap things up after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. And uh, for your second listen, once again, make sure to check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get uh, the full lowdown of everything going on throughout the NHL this season. Looking at the game today against Colorado Avalanche, which... uh, as most of you were, uh, just following along on Twitter um, to try to get some updates because this one was not on TV. Uh, 3-2 to win for the Wild in overtime. Started, of course, with Kirill Kaprizov scoring the, uh, the first goal of the game. And then something I think a lot of us have been excited to see, a power play goal from Kalen Addison assisted by Kaprizov and Marco Rossi. This is something that Kevin Gorg discussed last week as well. Giving Kalen Addison looks on the power play because what he can bring to this wild team offensively is something that is valuable to them, especially on special teams. And so giving him opportunities like that to just rip shots from the top of the zone, like he did today, is going to really help this team going forward, and uh, hopefully that's a good sign for him making the roster uh, and uh, being one of those defensemen in that uh, that decor. Been waiting for this for, it seems like, years for Kalen Addison to get his chance, and now it's right in front of him. We got to talk, though, about uh, Kirill Kaprizov uh, exiting the game. As, uh, as noted by Michael Russo, uh, got hit by a shot and um, really no update other than that. Other than, this is interesting, Marco Rossi taking Kirill Kaprizov's spot on the ice and coming up big in the overtime period. The overtime grouping for the Wild, Hartman, Rossi, 
and Addison. And then Hartman gets the game winner from Marco Rossi and Matt Dumba. So Marco Rossi having a good start to camp uh, to uh, to fill in. Um, and so uh, really interesting to uh, see Rossi get uh, some play from some big spots, which shows that maybe he is a little more comfortable uh, at the NHL level uh, than we had previously thought. But I don't want to get ahead of myself on any of this because this is game one of the preseason, and the Colorado Avalanche had like a split squad going against the Minnesota Wild, so not a whole lot we're playing. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury did start and went uh, scoreless, I believe, for uh, essentially the first period of this game. Then Jesper Wallstead took over. Did give up a couple of goals, but um, not anything that I'm particularly worried um, about. And um, yeah, it's just it's a nice win to start the uh, the preseason. But obviously, we're going to be waiting for an update on Kirill Kaprizov. Sounds like he took a shot off of the ankle. This is why you record these while games are going on, so that you can get this sort of thing happening while you're recording. So, we'll see. First game of the preseason, I'm not particularly worried. I am encouraged, though, by, as mentioned, the Kalen Addison power play time. Let's see more of that. By Marco Rossi, assisting on a couple of goals in this one and uh, looking like he fits in and playing in a couple of different spots with a couple of different line combinations. And um, I I think that's going to help this team very much uh, if he is able to bring a little versatility and more importantly, bring them um, a center that can help out uh, in a variety of different situations. So preseason starts off with a win and uh, it's, it's going to be intriguing to see what sorts of further line combination tweaks this team does as we gear up for the start of the season then we can iron out kind of what the uh, the starting lineup looks like uh, for this team once we're uh, ready to rock. So that's going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, be on the lookout for another episode coming up tomorrow as we dive into season expectations for Mr. Marco Rossi. Uh, excited to uh, to take a look at what he can accomplish, what the steam is on him heading into the season. So keep an eye out for that uh, coming up on tomorrow's episode. Make sure that you are following Locked on Wild on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts so you can stay up to date on all things going on with the Minnesota Wild throughout the rest of the preseason leading up to the regular season opener against the New York Rangers. Locked on Wild is bringing you new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.